Um, okay, so, yeah, you can, um, you can go ahead and roll a set, man. Oh, okay. I feel special now. Um, hopefully, yeah. I, hopefully I won't introduce myself as Nirav. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Game Busters. We're a podcast from... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I was just fully unprepared to do this, so... <laughs> what did, wait, what did you say? I, I, didn't, I didn't even say anything funny. I just laughed at the word podcast. <laughs> it is a funny word. It is. But anyway, um, yes, we're a we're a podcast from GameLuster.com. If you're new to the podcast, in which case I'm very sorry, we're usually a, a little bit smoother than this. Each week we dive into a game or franchise we love or maybe just want to talk about. It's a time where everything's horrible and serious right now, so pretend that the real world doesn't exist and just chill with us for about an hour and a half maybe as we talk a lot of crap about video games. Um, I'm usually the co-host, but I'm promoted for this episode, so I'm your host, Ree, and uh, with me is my uh, demoted co-host, Nirav. Pip, pip. Hooray. Hey, I love the enthusiasm. Let's go. I've never had to do... I didn't know what to say. (laughs) Cheerio. There we go. Are you going to do a British accent for the whole thing? Oh, I, you I said, expect that now. You said pip pip. I thought you said hip am hip I? as in hip hip hooray. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> no, pip, pip. Oh, yeah. pip, pip pip hooray. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, I also have Jess from Game Luster. Hi. <laughs> and also Axel, oh. also from Game Luster. Howdy. Okay, so um, today we are going to be diving into uh, everything about Star Wars video games, particularly Knights of the Old Republic, because as we know, the third Knights of the Old Republic game got 100% accurately confirmed. Um, Confirmed. Absolutely. (laughs) No one can convince me otherwise. I did not have to pull rank to get us to do an episode on this. But before we dive into that, uh, we're going to open again with a Hall of Fame luster, and this week we are looking at characters that aren't Jar Jar but might as well be. Um, so Nirav, do you want to get the ball rolling there? Yeah. Um. All right. I brought with me. Um. I beg. The, stop uh, the accent. I feel offended. I'm not going to do this. It's me, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Um. Nah. Nah. Okay. Uh. Let me think. Um. So yeah. My my. I didn't. Okay. So my first choice, which I didn't think I would get to use because it seems too obvious, is uh. Claptrap from Borderlands. <laughs> That's a good um, one. Yeah, because okay, so when I when I look at Jar Jar and when I'm when we're looking for like the Jar Jar of a game, I think we're looking for uh, a sidekick who is there much more than they need to be, uh, is trying to be comic relief, misses the mark pretty consistently, and overall doesn't add a lot to the po- to the party. Um, which I think. Uh, now, okay, I'll be honest here. I've never played a Borderlands game, but I've seen a lot of memes, and I think that's what I understand Claptrap to be. I think that's um, accurate because you don't really have to watch Star Wars to know what Jar Jar is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so oh wait, I should probably write these down. I'm so unprepared also, uh, to be a host. I'm pretty sure in Borderlands <laughs> Three, I think uh, Claptrap is voiced by uh, ProZD, the YouTuber, who is very, very good and funny. You should go subscribe to him. So, um, so he's very much not Jar Jar. Well, 
I, I guess in a way, no, in in that way, no. But I think the um the the guy who played Jar Jar was kind of Ahmed Best, right? I think he was like an unknown, uh, guy. Oh, like Prozidi was already a well-established YouTuber before they <laughs> cast him as the voice actor there. So, okay, um, so claptrap. Uh, Jess, who is your Jar Jar? Uh, mine was Cicero in Skyrim because his uh, personality was oh. so <laughs> so grating. <laughs> Oh, Cicero thinks Cicero will oh, be no. honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah. So well, I've never, I've never got far enough in Skyrim. So Cicero is literally the first guy you meet. <laughs> oh my god! I, okay, he's in the first ten Skyrim, minutes. Skyrim is actually the the least impressionable game I've ever played. I have tried to play it on five separate occasions, and I could not tell you anything about it. I just I don't know what Jesus. it is. I I get memory wiped whenever I turn the game off. I don't know what it is. I can't remember anything about it. So if you did the Dark Brotherhood's okay. quest, Cicero is the annoying guy dressed up as a clown. Oh, okay, see, and a jester. A jester. <laughs> Same thing. Yes. <laughs> so you could be making all of this up, and I was going like, yeah, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> Mother is in the back of the wagon. <laughs> He's like, it, I was. My, my wheels broke. I was torn between him and the adoring fan from Oblivion, but I think. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I, I think he's like likable. Like in a, he's he's kind of like, um, he's got a lot of like likability about him. Whereas Cicero, I just cannot stand to be in the same room as him for a, more than a minute, which is uh. <laughs> just okay. Ju- no, sorry, I have to interrupt. Just for your reference, Ray. Like literally. You do the tutorial part, which is like twenty minutes, where you like are in the little dungeon. I've done the, that. The, you know the dragons attack. Vaguely the creek, remember that. You go underground. You get out of there, and the first place to tell you to go is to White Run. I've been there. You, if you walk on the path to White Run, the, the you run into Cicero on the way I, to White Run. That, that is the first thing that you. I do. must have a version of the game where he clipped through the floor and disappeared forever because I cannot remember him to save my life. He his his wagon his wagon is broken. He's on the he side of the road a wagon? next to a farm. I just I must have just never seen him. Is it even possible? It's impossible because he looks like the Joker. <laughs> I just... Yeah. I, I just yeah he I, no I can't he is a jester he is a murderous assassin he's batshit crazy but <laughs> he's carrying the night mother's corpse in did his you wagon. do the dark yeah. quest because yeah. I'm like very concerned that you don't yeah. remember this guy yeah well, I just, okay I when I say played it I mean I I on each playthrough I probably played for like four hours at most and then put the game down never touched it again so I. I don't. I can't remember the dark. Brotherhood. Are the dark brotherhood the racist ones? I forget. The dark brotherhood are like the no. murderers. No. no. Yeah. Oh. They're, they're, they're the. They're like the assassins group. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, Oddly enough, maybe the only faction that's not racist. Yeah. Oh wow. No, they're, they're they're creepy as hell, but you know, yeah. they're they're not racist. Well, they're they're equal there. opportunity murderers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're still pretty questionable. Okay. Honestly, honestly though, it, morally, I put that above joining the Stormcloaks. <laughs> okay, Axel, who's your Jar Jar? Uh, is, and I this may seem a little iffy. Uh, Schizo from Days Gone. Days. I. Days Gone. 
Day when Blade Day is gone. No. Oh my god, you're gonna have oh. to enlighten us, Axel, please. Okay. Tell us uh, <clears throat> I know about the free I know about the freakers, so you, yeah. we've already got that covered. Yeah, no. Uh di- uh Schizo is a functionary with one of the factions uh from Days Gone. Uh you meet him up you meet up early with him. Uh he is constantly trying to screw the the main character of Deacon over, over and over and over again, and he is never shot like he absolutely deserves to be. <laughs> I he, he finally does get killed, you know, and I, I suppose that's uh, that's that's one thing. But every time he opens his mouth, it's like, I want to punch you. I want I, <laughs> I want to make sure that you digest each and every last one of your wow. teeth. <laughs> I want to see the light leave his eyes. <laughs> see, I don't even know how... That sounds psychotic, but also I haven't played Days Gone, so that could be utterly reasonable. It could, yeah, it could be, could be reasonable for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, 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 you know, killing Schizo is reasonable. Psychotic is carving bullets with his name on it over and over again. <laughs> Which I'm sure you've you know, probably thought about from put, the sounds of it. Putting, you know, putting a putting a, a swatch of duct tape on a magazine says for Schizo, and each and every one of the bullets in them has has his name carved on it. That would be a little psychotic. That's where you draw the line. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he he is annoying. He is a weasel, and yeah, he absolutely does deserve to die. So, I suppose in this respect, he is, you know, the the superior to Jar Jar because, you know. Jar Jar survives. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I was about to say I'm not. I'm not like much of a Star Wars like fanatic, but I don't remember Jar Jar dying. He doesn't. No, it, he, I th- it didn't happen. He's right. he's, con- he's a- canonically alive by the end of the originals because for some reason in one of the re-releases they added a voice clip of him saying "Misa free" during the celebrations. So Jar Jar will never die. What's the lifespan of a gun wow. gun? Okay, Google. What's the average <laughs> lifespan of a Gungan? It's just going to be your look that they can live to about like sixty-five galactic years. Sixty-five. Hold on. Yeah. Sixty-five galactic. I was going to say it would be just a look if he like can live to about ten thousand years old. <laughs> He's never going. Does this? Does this mean Jar Jar could possibly still be alive in the sequel trilogy? I think. Well, how how old now? Because he was pretty old. He was already like he he would have already been for for Gungans like middle aged by the yeah. time in the prequels. I think. By so. the time by the time the prequels ended, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, sorry, Jess, did you do your thing yet? Uh, oh my Jar Jar. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Cicero. Yeah, yeah. Cicero. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. All right, um, we're back. Okay, so my Jar Jar, I was tempted to go with Big the Cat from Sonic, um, but I didn't, because then I remembered... But we love Big the Cat. Yeah, I've sort of decided that I reluctantly love him now. Um, So I've I've accepted him. I went with... I'm not sure if any of you have played Dragon Age Inquisition. I know Nero has a bit. Um, I went with Sarah from Dragon Age. Um, Yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel like they're really (laughs) trying to make her the comic relief character. But she is so... Pa- I don't know. I just found her painfully annoying. I think annoying. they tried to... 
they tried to like run her like the you're like the quirky best friend of the girl in a romantic comedy I yes think. oh my god and it just for me it didn't work her lines i just i was just like what and also oh my god that accent i mean okay it's kind of accurate she sounds like an essex girl unfortunately um but like that's <laughs> nothing to be proud of you know um and yeah you should hide that yeah <laughs> that's that's yeah. embarrassing you know <laughs> keep that to yourself um, Jess and I went to uni in Essex, so you, you know that accent too well. <laughs> but yeah, imagine a companion that just has a very screechy Essex ac- accent and is meant to be saying lines that are funny, but they're just not. Um, and she's, I mean, the only redeeming factor is that you can actually just kick her out your party, which, unle- but with Jar Jar, you're stuck with him for three films. Um, and he's actually very instrumental to the plot, but Sarah is still is still up there. Okay, so we've got our Jar Jars. Um, I'll throw over to Nirav to begin the votes. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that I I think that uh, being instrumental to the plot and everything too. I I think my I think my claptrap analogy works pretty well. Still, I'm gonna keep that one. Uh, I am definitely going to throw a vote to Cicero, obviously. Very good answer. Because if you do the Dark Brotherhood storyline, he's also very, very integral to the plot, and you just cannot be rid of him. <laughs> and if you're playing on Legendary to get rid of him, you have to kill him at the end of the Dark Brotherhood quests, which is um, quite difficult, depending on what level you are. Well, it was the level I was, so I had to keep him alive, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I I had to I had to use the console commands yeah. to kill him. <laughs> Okay, uh, and Jess, where are your votes going? Uh, so, are we allowed to vote for our own? Because I've just seen Nero has voted. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I... Yeah, we always are. You just can't vote for yourself uh, twice. Okay. Isn't that Axel's law? Jess's law is that you can't bring two separate contenders <laughs> to the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't played Dragon Age Inquisition, or, um, or, sorry Axel, uh, what was the game your one was from? Days, Days gone, gone, that was it, I haven't played Days Gone either, so I'm gonna have to go Clap Track and, um, Cicero. Okay, oh my god. Uh, I think, uh, I, I do want to say, re- that I think Sarah's a good poll, I think the difference is that, like, she is not instrumental and you can't just get rid of her. Yeah, that's true. Is the main thing. But she yeah. made up for it in how bloody annoying I found her, but, um... <laughs> at least she didn't extend her long tongue and slurp apples out of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hellish image. <laughs> <laughs> That definitely happened in Star Wars, though. Yes, it's, it's did. It's a vivid memory. Yeah. <laughs> Axel, yeah. Axel, where are your votes going? Well, uh, <clears throat> definitely putting one in for Schizo. Uh, <clears throat> I, I I feel bad because I, I either didn't run across Sarah or I just never employed her. Good move. Uh, in in, uh, in Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Uh I will, I will probably have to give my second vote to Cicero, if only because uh, I've played Borderlands the pre-sequel. You get to play as Claptrap in that, and it's, mm. and yeah, you he, he's still kind of annoying, but at the same time, you understand it's not his fault. He's literally programmed to be that way. 
Whereas yeah, he, Jar Jar has no excuse. Yeah. He, che- he, che- he wakes Jar up Jar every day. His free agent. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, he wakes up every day and decides to continue. We've seen the Jar other Gun Guns. He can be normal if he wants to, and he chooses not to. So. <laughs> well, he. Well, to be fair, you know, uh, Jar Jar does grow up. He gets to, you know, he becomes part he of the Galactic. How did that happen? Yes, he becomes he a senator. Like, Padme I don't know, Jess, have you looked him. over and seen some of the people that we've elected to be <laughs> Jar Jar would be a vast improvement. But, okay, but... <laughs> who employed him? Pad- Padme, actually. Like, because I remember the whole reason why yeah. um, the, the Emperor gets the powers that he gets to be, you know, unelected Lord Emperor is because Padme can't go to the Senate for a vote. So... so <laughs> Jar Jar steps in for her no. and does a speech on why it would be an amazing idea to give Palpatine uh, the unlimited power he screams about. And unlimited power! That, is, that line is Jar Jar's fault. So, yeah, so it was literally Padme <laughs> who doomed the planet by giving Jar Jar political power. It took, was... tw- you know, it took 20 years or so, but yeah. <laughs> That's politics, baby. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. well, my votes are going Claptrap and Cicero. So Cicero has won this. I haven't even seen him, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sold. I'm absolutely sold. So he is going to be our proud new admission to the Hall of Fame luster on the moon, um, where there is not Can't a Can't find Cicero on the moon. <laughs> Did we ever sort out, like, oxygen on, on the moon? Do we have, a, like, a... Oh no! Ever, no! Oh no! Oh, so he's dead. Him to die, so he sure. he is one hundred percent dead. Then, so we have executed Cicero it's for the best um, as he enters the Hall well, of Fame master. <laughs> in a in a manner of speaking, sure. Um, you could say nature executed him. Yeah, I mean we're not responsible for what happens up there. No. It, maybe legally speaking, mm-hmm. we we probably are. And uh, no, they actually, I talked to a moon lawyer. We're actually in the clear. <laughs> you brushed up on your moon law. This this could be like moon law is this real. could be like an accidental hitman kill. <laughs> there's a, there's legitimately a profession for space lawyers. It's oh a real God. thing. All right, well if you're a space lawyer, yeah. hit us up. We're in dire need of one. <laughs> Please. We we have several. How many horses do we have on the moon? We have a lot. Um, a lot more than we need. Yeah. So please help us out. I feel like Peter are gonna intervene at some point. And we, we could use a hand, so... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh my god, less than 20 minutes for the intro. That's not bad for us, is wow. it? Damn. Okay. Well, thank god, because we're going to need a lot of time for this. We are it's done. 19 minutes. Okay, I rounded up. <laughs> you have to be pedantic. <laughs> so... Uh, okay, we're going to jump into Bustums, and today we are talking about, as I said, the history of Star Wars games, specifically looking at how we got to the Knights of the Old Republic series and everything after it. Um, so, at, I mean, I'm going to ramble on about some old-ass games that we... I'm not sure what our experience with Star Wars games is. I think we're probably all going to have different levels. Um, I mean, just before we start, like... What would you consider your favorite Star Wars game? <clears throat> Not counting Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah, as I say, outside of Knights of the Old Republic. Outside of Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, that 
That one would probably be a toss-up between uh, X-Wing and Jedi Knight. Oh, yeah. My biggest... Ex like, I think the most Star Wars game I have played was uh, the old Battlefront 2 on the PSP. But I think it was just me and my brother taking turns playing it and just running around as a Jedi and killing stuff. But we probably put a good 70, 80 hours on that. Um, just doing that. And then I don't think I've... I played I played Knights of the Old Republic for the first time last night on my stream. Um, and you're, and you're and adoring was, it, yes? I'm absolutely... I adored it all the way to uninstalling it. <laughs> what?! Um, Blasphemy. I, I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's just so old. I'm sorry. It's so so old. None oh of the God. things have aged well. No, like, actually, it's so fucking old. Oh, I'm gonna intervene uh, like, there because I played. I'm sure it's interesting. I played mm -hmm. both for the first time um, two years ago. Like, what is your excuse? That it's too old. All the but. I don't like how the buttons work. I don't like how moving around works. I don't like how old and slow everything is. Wow. I don't like how all the textures are the same texture. <laughs> all I'm the buildings are the same building. I'm in physical pain right now. <laughs> I don't think it's like a bad game. I'm sure it was amazing when it came out, it's and I haven't now. spent a lot of time with the story, so I don't know anything about really. Um, I think Trask died. Sorry, bud. Oh, that, um, yeah. And I was hang I was hanging out with my other friend. I got a droid and it exploded immediately, and I was like, "All right, oh, so it's going well. Okay. It's going well. You're invested. It's, it's going well. Yeah. Um. But I. Uh. And then. But then I was like, Oh, maybe maybe the second one's like different. I looked at it. I was like, This is the same. <laughs> um, yeah. They. It's very. I mean, we'll get. They into made them like in less than a year. It looks like yep. they made the second game. Oh God, I yeah. can't wait until <clears throat> we get to the development of that because. I mean, notoriously yeah. Obsidian have been fucked over. Um, it's possibly the worst they've been fucked over with this game, arguably. Yeah, I've got to say, also, like, for Star Wars, like, I like Star Wars. I've seen the prequels, like, to death when I was a kid, and I've watched the original trilogy and sequel trilogy once each, and I've, I'm an okay fan of Star Wars. I think the more Star Wars I absorb, the less I like it, no matter what it is. <laughs> Um, I love R2-D2. I've got relate. a lot of R2-D2. I've got a lot of R2-D2 paraphernalia. Um, but, um, yeah, I've never been, like, a huge fan. Like, I've watched three episodes of The Mandalorian. I'll probably watch it. Baby Yoda's cool, I guess. I don't know. Like, this... <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I, I, I just, like, the more... Even, like, I don't even like the original trilogy that much, to be honest. Like, I think it's okay. It's fine. Like... I didn't watch it till the first time till I was at you know like in eleventh or twelfth grade or something. Yeah, so. I think it's it's the originals. I love them, but that is ninety percent nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I haven't played Jedi Fallen Order yet. I plan to once it's on the PC Game Pass. Okay. Um, well, I mean, yeah. now that you've mentioned the originals, that's a good jumping off point because. Um, so the Star Wars games got started in 1982, so um, a little bit after the first film came out, um, and they started immediately. So between 1982 and 1993, there were 16 Star Wars games um, released, only two of which attempted original stories. The rest were essentially, um, I'm not sure I can say this politely, they were like toys of the movies. So I, I can remember one in particular that I had was um, 
this Game Boy Color pod racing game where the gimmick was mm -hmm. the cartridge had batteries in that you could like turn. I I used the word term loosely. What? It did it did not work. But yeah, that's sort of what we're getting at. So they pumped out sixteen games. Most of them were just your standard licensed games. Um, the best reviews you could really hope for were like 6 out of 10s. Um, others were like ET levels of bad. Star Wars Jedi Arena in particular is considered uh, one of the worst games and the worst Star Wars game ever made. And yet the developers did not lose the license to keep making games after that. That is more or less... Who was that? Um, God, it was, it was actually just a toy company. It's the something brothers i should have written that hmm. down that would be useful but they have not made video games since <laughs> they started on okay. licensed star wars games and they more or less ended there um yeah that's pretty it was pretty much just some cheap merchandise to slap a lightsaber onto um the only hit of this decade really seems to be the super star wars trilogy um which um were stories based on the films with a variety of gameplay elements that are a bit more creative but overall, the games in this period would stick to one very basic gameplay sequence, like racing, um, platforming, pinball, and just put Star Wars in it and go, yay, okay, buy it, kids. Okay. Um, out of interest. I will. Has anyone... <laughs> did anyone grow up on these, like, 82 to 93 Star Wars games? Did anyone <coughs> have any that they were sat in front of as a kid? Uh, no, uh, the the closest I. Well, I think this. Okay, the N sixty four was after this. Never mind. There was an N sixty four pod racing game that we had. I don't think I played a lot of it, but I know I had it. I think yeah. the earliest one uh -huh. I've got, um, or I had, was. Um, I'm not sure which one came out before, but I had the first Battlefront, and then I had Jedi Knight Academy. But um. Oh, so. Yeah. yeah we were born when the games got good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were lucky. Yeah, uh, the the um, earliest game yeah, I played. Yeah, that brings us up to the prequel trilogy now. Um, so a little bit before the prequels got underway in '93, the now 10-year-old LucasArts regained the ability to develop their own Star Wars games after selling off the franchise to everyone. Um, so much like the actual prequels, this was an incredibly chaotic period for Star Wars games. Uh, in the run-up to the rebirth of one of the biggest franchises of all time, LucasArts wanted to capitalise as much as they humanly could. They flooded the market. Money. <laughs> exactly. Do you, do you like my George Lucas impression? <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we, there was more to it than just money. We will not criticise <clears throat> George Lucas. He is this episode's Todd Howard. We will show him respect. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do we have I mean, to incredible. There, there are parallels i think with him and todd um todd arguably um interesting a, a bit better at what he does um yeah but i don't know i i feel like they'd get along at least i don't think so um, <laughs> uh, maybe i uh, didn't i feel like i remember um Never mind, never mind. Maybe it'll come up. <laughs> okay, so um, in this, so for the Phantom Menace alone, which we all love and adore, they released eleven games mm -hmm. for it. Oh wow! <laughs> so, oh, for yeah. that one. Yeah, all for that. Um, I don't think it. Um, oh, and also these were all developed in house. So I, I dread to think what the by Lucas. Okay. <laughs> I dread to Lucas think. Arts. Yeah, I I don't want to think about the the levels of crunch going on to even make that work. God. Yeah. Did you guys do Jar Jar's balloon race? It was really good, Jar actually. 
Jar Jar's balloon race? What's that? No, I was making I was making a joke it, about oh. Tingle's balloon race. <laughs> See, the fact is, I, f- I just the fact that they had to pump out that. Yeah. I fully believe that was a game. Like I was just like, yeah, I was ready to believe that that was a video game that got released. Yeah. For all I for all I know, it could have been at this point. <laughs> so. I'm guessing that didn't pay off because they scaled to down. They scaled down to just four games um, for the last two prequel movies as they start to branch out to other developers again. Um, yeah, so this I'm talking about now, like the early 2000s period, which is sort of what a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for. Um, even you know, outside of Knights of the Republic, obviously everyone has fond memories of playing Battlefront. Um, so. Of that period, like, what sort of Star Wars games were you guys playing? I have to, I have to do something right now. I'm gonna, I, I, I guess you can't see, but I, I'm gonna physically hold in my hand the only Nintendo DS game that I still own, and yes, it is Star Wars. There's Episode Three, uh, the the DS game developed by <laughs> Ubisoft. <laughs> they did a DS game. Did did anyone else play the? The PS2 um, episode three game tie-in. No. Because no. oh my god, <coughs> Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. 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 The, the Revenge. I, I think the DS. I think this was one of those things where the the console and the handheld version were just two completely different games. I'm guessing. Oh, those glory days. Remember, like, remember, like back in the day, that was all of them though. All those tie-ins had like a bad handheld game and then also a bad <laughs> console game that they were totally yeah. different. <clears throat> See. The thing I love about this this game in particular, I'm not sh- this this might have not made it into the DS version, but in the PS2 version, yeah, you get to kill the younglings at the end, because in the film they don't show it. He just looks angry, and then the younglings are dead. In the game, they fully let you electric hand, you know, space electric them, force electric. I can't I can't think of I don't know my law, but yeah, well, you yeah. they they force allow lightning. you to murder. In this game, rated twelve, you're allowed to murder children in it. Um, that's pretty oh, wild. You know Actually, you're right. Todd never. I don't remember do that. that part. Yeah. I think I might have blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> Too traumatic. This is the only game brave. This is the only game brave enough to not censor yeah. children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure George Lucas probably personally fought for that. He marched into the studio. It was like, allow me to do what the cinemas won't. <laughs> Didn't that game have multiple endings um, as well? Like you, ha- you could like unlock a hidden ending. I think you could, couldn't you? Maybe that's just one of the endings—the the kill child ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, at this point, uh, LucasArts were like, "Hey, these video game things are, are pretty good, actually." Um, and. Uh, that's when we got games like Star Wars Jedi Knight, um, Jedi Academy, which um, I actually haven't played, but I, a lot of people have, and they seem to have good memories of that. Um, yeah. And of course, the reason. Oh, did you play that? Yeah, I just remembered. Um, you uh, could make your own character and then become a Jedi Knight in Jedi Academy and you could pick between the light and the dark side and I think I was about 10 years old when I played this and I went straight to the dark side no no questions asked <laughs> as my like parents <laughs> watched on with like concern <laughs> can you kill younglings in this game that's the, the I don't real mark of the good think so game. but you can use like force drain and stuff on stormtroopers 
Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Je- yeah, the Jedi Knight games we had... get brought up to the <clears throat> game that we're here to discuss today, which is Knights of the Old Republic. Um, developed by Baby Bioware before the EA days. Um, and Babyware? Yeah, Babyware. <laughs> Uh, this was approved in the in the year 2000 LucasArts approached Baby Bioware and asked um, them to create a prequel game to promote Attack of the Clones they chose to make it um, a a massive prequel because it's actually set 4,000 years before the events of the prequels Um, and this was so they could have more creative freedom and not be bound down by Jar Jar I guess Um, Quite possibly the most star- amb- ambitious Star Wars game at the time. It was created in an entirely new period in the lore, um, as well as having dozens of completely original characters, including Revan and Bastila, who are still loved by fans to this day. Um, yeah, so um, I'll just go over the plot for anyone that doesn't know it yet. Um, so the I'm gonna, I guess we're gonna have to do the big spoil, the big reveal. Which it, it's do you been... know what I'm on about here, Nirav? Do you know the big spoiler? Um, no. <laughs> you please do. Please tell me. Okay, it's so been 18 I'll just go years. over it's the main premise of the game. You, know, it, it, you, can't, you, you don't is need it, to worry about spoilers. That, like, are you talking about the fact that... Uh, that uh, what was that? that? You, you cut out there. Son. What was that? No, no. That's a, that's an older spoiler. Hello? Hello? You. Oh, I think the call may have gone down. Okay, Hold I on. can hear you now. Okay, yeah, I think <clears> the call went down for a minute. Yeah, uh, I'm here. Uh, actually, I'm here. Yes. Hello. Actually, I haven't heard him in a bit. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I just assumed he was waiting patiently. Yeah. Oh god. This is weird. Axel, are you here? <laughs> oh no, everything's falling apart. He's, he's okay. He's just put in the chat. He's there. One okay. sec. Okay. Well. Um, I'm sure Axel's gonna have a lot to say about Kotor anyway, so I'll just go over the main basic plot. You, you are okay. So uh, you're a Republic soldier, and you wake up without any memories. There's a war between the Republic and the Sith. You're finally awake. (laughs) Yeah, more or less. Um, There's a war between the Republic and the Sith. Uh, It's been going on for some time. The Sith seem to have the upper hand due to a powerful Force user, Lord Malak. You and your companions round, run around the galaxy to retrieve the Star Forge, a weapon which Malak will use to conquer the galaxy. Um, throughout the game, you hear about this big bad Darth Revan who was defeated prior to the um, game starting uh, by Bastila, one of your companions. Um, and yeah, and this this game is best remembered for its big, big, massive reveal that the whole time you were actually Revan, and that's why you don't have any memories. You were defeated and then had your memory wiped. Um, and that is seen as like this very iconic gaming moment. There's this cutscene where you 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 have you see like this flashback to Revan through Basler's memories, and it's like Revan t- dramatically taking off the mask, and it's you this whole time. Uh, ah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, pretty crazy. So yeah, so. With that in mind, I just want to throw it to you guys. Why do you think Knights of the Old Republic, this little PS2 era game, is so loved that people still want a sequel for it? I think that people like Star Wars and they wanted to see good writing in Star Wars and then they got <laughs> it and then they said, I'd like more. Uh, there, there's more to it than that, I think. 
am I here? Yeah, or am yeah. I here? yeah, you're here. You're here okay. Just in time yeah. to gush about KOTOR. Yeah, okay, cool. Bloody Discord. Uh, <clears throat> I think part of the reason that Knights of the Old Republic is beloved is because it's the best Star Wars movie George Lucas didn't screw up. <laughs> so true. Uh, uh, you know, you look at how the prequels were originally taken, you know, particularly episode one, you look at it and it's like, the old man lost his touch. So Knights of the Old Republic comes out and it's this feeling of, please don't let him screw it up. Please don't let him screw it up. Oh, he's not even touching it. Thank God. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It, the, the characters are... They are interesting. They are not caricatures. You know, there was, I mean, there occasionally there are some caricatures involved, but they they tend to be more on the NPC adversary sort of side of the uh, of the equation. There, the companion characters are very deep. You know, you have a you have a Mandalorian before. The, the current craze for Mandalorians really started. I, I would argue that uh, that Candorous Ordo actually started people liking Mandalorians more more than even Boba Fett did. And this was a guy who had been in the Mandalorian Wars, came out of it, and has been knocking around for years trying to figure out, okay, I survived this god-awful war. What am I going to do with myself now? Yeah, oh god, the Mandalorians I think are handled so well in both Kotor <clears throat> games. They, I mean, they explore I think the Mandalorians more as a as a unit in the second one, but in the first one they they just take a look um, at Candorous, and it's yeah, it's it's very very interesting to sort of hear him so, so nonchalantly talk about the atrocities they committed, um, and the game allowing you to hear that point of view. Uh, so are, are, are Mandalorians like a race? Uh, they're not as a, a race as such. They're more, they're more like what pirate culture would be if it was more codified. Yeah. Imagine pirates who suddenly get Like a, if the codes were rules, but not, and not guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. Like very harsh, almost, you know, samurai-like rules. So they're like an organization you can join and leave? Uh, again, not an organization, very much a culture. It's a yeah. Um, you know, they 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 are not a species, but they are a culture. And it's not as I mean, they have done some yeah, unambiguously bad things, um, but it's just it's just At really nice. Yeah, exactly. It's just nice how the game allows you to hear that point of view and Candorous is genuinely a very likable character. Um yeah. and I mean my personal favorite companion I think is Jolie um Jolie. Um Yeah. He, I he he <laughs> what I love about um, Knights of the Old Republic is that they take the very binary, you know, dark side um light side and they don't so much try and shake it up. They just want to explore it more. You know, what are the faults of this binary good and evil? And his old deal is that he criticizes the Jedi in a way that I feel like still respects the original lore and the original trilogy. Um, but 
also explores the nuances of it. So he um, he comes across like a Jedi Master, but I, am I right in thinking he never actually progressed from Padawan? Yeah, he uh, Julie Bindo, uh, and this is getting into real you know star wars oh the deep lore here. yeah this this is deep lore uh julie bindo was a padawan and prior to the events of knights of the old republic uh there was a a sith lord that popped up named xr kun this was also apparently back in the day when you know jedi could you know marry and have sex and you know not be you know castigated for it he you know julie was married he and he and his wife originally had you know had a basically a spat over what was going on with xr kun and his wife ended up leaving him to fight for the bad guys and it ended up that he had they killed her in a final showdown uh but yeah, he he'd never he had never advanced to the rank of knight. He had never he definitely was never a Jedi master, or at least not an officially recognized one. But after he, after he and his wife fought and he killed her, he said, "You know what? Screw it. I'm out. I'm I'm just gonna go hide at you know in the nastiest, most dangerous portions of Kashyyyk where nobody is gonna bother me." <laughs> and you just you get some really interesting conversations with him because this is a game that's like okay obviously the dark side are bad but what are the jedi up to i mean it's you know there's the moral dilemma of the fact that they wiped revan's mind and stripped them of their entire identity um and called that justice um and the sense that obviously jolie is you know not he's doesn't feel accepted by the jedi um even though he's got all this skill he's still a padawan by their standards um and it's sort of addressing the issues which ultimately led to the issues in the prequels because obviously anakin feels pushed out by the jedi um and questionable acting aside it that also was attempting to explore maybe some issues with the structure of the jedi um and kotor just did it well <laughs> i think that's yeah. that's why everyone loves uh, it wanna, i do i, I do want to say something quickly which is that if uh, and i saw sorry uh, i saw a video um a while ago about because i think a lot of people criticize hayden christensen oh i love hayden christensen come off as weird and stiff like a lot of it but if you look at um if you if you watch him like alongside scenes of of Mark Hamill as Luke in the original trilogy, he is almost exactly the same. Like <laughs> he he almost perfectly copies the essence of like what Luke is bringing to the table, but like with a you know like a more grim twist to it. But like the cadence of how he speaks and how he holds himself and everything, it's like almost exactly the same. Like it's it's honestly really like if the, I think that's what he was directed to do, probably, and and if so, he did. Yeah, there's actually multiple that. pointers yeah. that George Lucas is just awful at script writing, and it wasn't actually Hayden Christian's fault. Um, Natalie Portman, yeah, Surprise. Natalie Portman struggled <laughs> to get work um, after the prequels because of the directors and casting um, 
directors assumed that she was a terrible actress after the prequels but after you know her performance in black swan um i saw in annihilation as well it's like obvious that she's a really good actress it's just that she didn't have a script to work with and then um obi-wan's um actor in a new hope um alec guinness he um hated star wars yeah he really despised it he (laughs) thought the script was awful and um so i just i think hayden christian just had like a bad rap really and unfortunately like unlike robert panson he couldn't um come back from that and he he's actually a farmer now he quit acting yeah i'm i'm always glad for that because the star wars fandom is is not kind at the best of times so (laughs) but uh also one the interesting thing i think in you is that um for uh Jeez, uh, for Alex or Alec Guinness, there was like a, th- a convention or something that he went to, or not, not he didn't go to. There was some fan approached him somewhere, and it was this kid who was like 12 or 13 at the time, uh, like right after Star Wars came out and got big and everything, and they said they had watched it like a hundred times or something like that, and like genuinely like a hundred times, you know? Like, um, and he told that kid, you've wasted your life. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's like a polar opposite to you and McGregor, who absolutely loves it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I remember saying, God, like, this fucking, like, one of those, like, text poses, like, uh, so, do you think you'd be interested in reprising your role as Obi-Wan? It's like, you on McGregor, like, on the screen with full robes. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is just why people love KOTOR it took it understood what the prequels were trying to do and then actually did them <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Al- although it, it also did sub- it subverted a few tropes here and there uh, pro- out of all the characters in the game uh, probably my, my favorite was uh, HK47 oh god uh, yes <laughs> I love him uh, yeah uh, I, I think Part of that was an understandable desire to get away from the nice butler type droid that uh, Anthony Daniels brought with C-3PO. Uh, HK-47 was an assassin droid. Uh, some, something that had been hinted at in the lore but had never actually been really explored. Uh, he was deliberately designed to be sent out to murder people. And I, I also kind of feel like they, uh, George Lucas may have stolen one of the minor twists from his storyline for uh, C-3PO. Uh, if you play KOTOR and do the, you know, you do the uh, conversation quests and whatnot for HK-47, you ultimately find out that he was built by Revan, you know, back when he was all dark and sithy. And he's been deliberately blocking memories or has been containing memories period you know of of all of his jobs instead of just doing a a proper mind wipe but hk-47 was not a nice servile butler droid he killed people more importantly he liked killing people he enjoyed it you know it was it, you know, it, it, whatever passes for a pleasure circuit in his brain by destroying organic life, he wants to do it and asks constantly, like, please, 
you know, please let me kill this thing. <laughs> I think I love how so much fun because he serves you. He just has to go along with whatever you do. But he is so obvious about the fact that if you choose a like a peaceful solution to everything, he will pipe up about the fact that he thinks you're being an idiot. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I just, I love the dialogue in that game overall. It, it is lovely. Yeah, yeah. He you know, and uh, he's he's just so well done. It's, Especially with the you know the way that he subverts the the C three PO character that shows up later, you know he yes he does speak multiple languages yes he is you know he is a loyal servant he's also a completely amoral killing machine <laughs> but you know don't let that bother you. <laughs> um, yeah, and I suppose as much as this game does subvert expectations um and this is where i'm gonna start bringing kotor 2 it the ending is pretty star warsy um if the the light side ending anyway the light side ending is yeah. that uh, you accept the yeah hey i'm revan i'm gonna redeem myself though and save the day and you do save the day you help the republic defeat the sith you defeat malak and then there's like literally the medal ceremony from episode four, um, where all the characters get their medals and you all smile off into the sunset. Um, the dark you can do a dark side ending, um, and that's pretty fun. <laughs> you yeah. can just it, it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the dark side ending, the, the dark side, you know, playing dark side in Kotor, you do some really grim stuff. Oh god, you I really mean, do, you, don't you? Oh god, I'm just remembering the thing with mission and um Salbar. Yes. And Salbar. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, uh you are, you know, yeah, you you have you have no friends or very few friends by the end of it. You've got a couple of loyal functionaries who will do whatever you ask because you know, if you don't, you'll either force choke them, force lightning them or force dominate their minds to make them do it anyway yeah and it's just grim but it's really well done that's the problem yes. but of course that's not the canon ending funny enough the canon no. ending is that you are a super good guy and you get your super good guy medal and everyone <sighs> loves revan now kind of i guess um lucasarts already decided they wanted a sequel before this one had even been released um they asked Bioware, but they turned it down because um, they didn't like how rushed it was going to be and they wanted to move on to other things. Um, they passed it over to friends of the show, Obsidian, <laughs> and they po quite possibly got um, treated worse by LucasArts um, as they did sort of by Bethesda during the development of New Vegas. Um, they had to have a story draft in before KOTOR 1's release, um, I believe some people involved in the development hinted that they were given character names, but not much else to work with. So because of this, when the game was actually released, uh, they had to redraft a whole lot. And they had to do a lot of redrafting. Um, so just to, And they were coming up with characters, and they had to use characters they had ideas for other games and just put them into KOTOR 2 and go, please work. Um, and surprisingly, I at least think it worked um but yeah this left them with uh, under a year to make the game they had to rush everything resulting in it being incredibly buggy at launch so much taken out because they just didn't have time to quite polish it up and remove bugs 
the atmosphere... In a classic Obsidian fashion. <laughs> exactly. The atmosphere in the workplace was incredibly tense with Obsidian co-founder Fergus Urquhart? Ur it's Urquhart, isn't it? Fergus Urquhart saying, saying they had to choose between getting it done, um, getting in trouble or getting it done, which sounds very familiar for Obsidian. Um, so KOTOR 2, I think, is talked about a whole lot less than KOTOR 1. Um... I think that's maybe because it doesn't... It's not as tight of a story as Kota 1. It, the Kota 1, you can describe it, oh, it's the redemption of Revan. Um, Kota 2, uh, so that's quite different. So you play as the Jedi Exile who fought alongside Revan during the Mandalorian Wars. You abandoned the Jedi to do so. However, you do not get a convenient memory wipe. You just sort of get left with these horrific things that you did and go to the Jedi seeking redemption and they just say, no, no redemption for you, piss off. Uh, take your lightsaber away. And at this point, you've lost connection to the Force. Um, this takes place five years after the events of KOTOR 1. Um, and... So you you start out and you're slowly regaining the ability to use the force. You're followed by um, your your sort of um, new teacher, Kreia, um, who is this mysterious old lady who's totally not a Sith, but sort of obviously is. Then you're joined eventually by other companions, um, such as Atten and Mira. Um, those are the ones that come to mind first. There's loads of others. You have the Handmaiden... Um, but yeah, um, this, this is a bigger game in the sense that there's more companions, they're trying to do more, it's hard to, I think, explain the story because it's very big, it's a bit more convoluted, the, essentially the whole plot is that you're regaining the ability to use the force to take down the new Sith, I guess, um, there's, uh, three Sith Lords, um, one of which you don't know the identity of um, until the very end. Um, and you've just got to stop them from fucking with the Republic while the Republic try and rebuild from the last war. Throughout this, you have to grapple with sort of morality issues to do with the Force. Um, and the interesting thing here is, is that your decisions in game don't just affect you, they affect the companions around you. One of the quirks is that the Jedi Exile has very strong Force bonds and therefore is can very easily influence the people around them so it's if you do bad things you can make the companions you're closest to also fall to the dark side it it's so hard to explain this game i love it to pieces did any of you play it yeah no <laughs> yeah, that, that How, have you not played it jess i haven't played either of them <laughs> god you should play both. KOTOR 1 is a nice little Star Wars story. KOTOR 2 is a big philosophy... Like, it's, it's a discussion uh, of Star Wars a lore. A big force lightning? No. Yes. Uh, actually, I would argue that Knights of the Old... You know, KOTOR 2 is a, ver is a more personal story. It's not the big galaxy-sweeping... You know, it's not the big galaxy-sweeping save the save the Republic, save the universe kind of epic, but it's more personal. Absolutely. It, it's very much, you know, it's very much a an individual's search to make, 
you know, kind of rebuild themselves and also to make sense of what's going on in the galaxy after the events of, of KOTOR. You know, you're, you know, you, you are playing a, you know, one of those footnote characters in the larger lore of the Mandalorian Wars, and suddenly you're now the star in the story. So it's, it's definitely a shift. It is a lot more philosophical. Uh, it does kind of try to dive into questions of ethics and morality. And Kreia is just the worst. <laughs> she... <laughs> She, she she is, is so hard to impress. So if you say anything in this game, you will lose approval of her, gain approval of her. She'll go on different tangents, yeah. criticizing you for every decision you make. She is the most difficult companion in any video game. Yeah, and she's she. I don't even necessarily think of her as a companion. I don't. I. Aside from instances where I absolutely positively had to take her along, I don't think I ever brought her along with me on any of the quests. And it was always a case of, God, you are... You know, you cannot make her happy, no matter what you do. And she's your she's your Obi-Wan. She's meant to be teaching you. Yeah. <laughs> and all she does she... is point out your flaws. <laughs> there's this one bit where you get to a planet and this homeless person comes up to you and asks for money. If you give him money, she criticizes you for making him too dependent on you. If you don't, she criticizes you for that. There is no pleasing this woman. And I think, in a sense, that's sort of what she's trying to teach you. Just make your own decisions. Don't care what the Force thinks. Her whole thing is that she hates the Force and wants to break free from it. She doesn't like these things being, you know, the Force dictating what happens. It's a complete deconstruction of Star Wars. I mean, the the equivalent to your Obi-Wan uh, is this dude called Atten. And at first, he's very much this charismatic smuggler guy. Then you find out he committed a fuck ton of war crimes and tortured people. <laughs> it's just <laughs> little things like that. The Wookiee in this game has a, a life bond to someone who saved him and he hates it. He, he has to do everything um, that this girl tells him to and he despises it. So he's trying to kill her so he can be free from this life bond. It's sort of just taking everything about Star Wars and saying, okay, but like this could happen. Um, it's like I said, very personal game. It's about the ex. It's it's essentially what if Revan was a nobody, and also didn't get a convenient memory wipe to forget about all the atrocities that they committed. It's like you have to, because in Star Wars, usually how people redeem themselves is they just get fucking killed. Like Kylo Ren, Darth Vader himself. If you do a bad thing, you can be redeemed, but you have to die. <laughs> this game is like okay, but what if you had to live? What have you had to live with these things that you've done? I really like the idea of the yeah. storyline, but um, I feel like I'm going to have Nirav's problem where I, like, <laughs> I just can't let go of how outdated the controls are. When you when you hit the A key, you turn your body and walk what? to the left. <laughs> it just the old, works. It's before the... <laughs> It's yeah, God. It's it's from before the modern control scheme that we we all know and love of like use the mouse to turn the camera and use the left and right buttons to strafe and back and forward to walk back and forward. Like that that wasn't the standard back then, and I understand that. But yeah, it, it 
it's so it's so hard for me to do that now after having played games like that for 10 years uh, or 15 even almost like this is one of those games that i really would recommend plugging a controller in. oh yeah uh, it, it it was not, it was not originally designed for the pc it came out later on the pc but oh interesting yeah okay it, it no it came out originally on the xbox the, ori- okay. the original huh. xbox not even the 360 so oh yeah so oh, yeah. so definitely oh. one of those ones that a controller will make your life a lot happier and there are guides out there i believe there are mods that you you know that have more high resolution textures you know you can find those if you like Myself. Yeah, it's not. It's not even about the high resolution. It's just like I think, and I, I know it's on my. It's on me, but I've just become accustomed to like a higher standard of visual quality in games. And like, if I come to a game completely new, and like again, I have no real emotional attachment to Star Wars. I don't know what any of the things they're talking about are, nor do I care very much. So like, I, I think that like from that sense, it's like okay, like I I can respect these games just from a distance, and you you guys enjoy them. Um, I, that being said, like, if they did actually make a brand new from the ground up, like, you know, game, which I think has been rumored to be called Knights of the High Republic, then, like, I would, I would definitely be interested in checking that out at the very least. Like, I I mean, like, I like the idea of Star Wars a lot. I don't know that I can point to any single Star Wars media product as something I enjoy, though. (laughs) (laughs) See, if you're not, if you're already, like, not super emotionally invested in the law, I I would still recommend KOTOR 2 to you because it's a, it's an Obsidian game first and a Star Wars game second. Um, uh-huh. This was them flexing their writing skills and how philosophical they can make things. Um, and yeah, and this was when, this was the same team that ended up making New Vegas, right? Yeah, like yeah. back when this was the um, yeah exact yeah. same crew as far as I know. Um, all the major players there. Mm-hmm. So I and also. Um, <laughs> I should say, I'm not sure how you feel about this, Axel, but if anyone says they want to play it, I immediately say, please get the restoration mod. Because, yes, yes, to me, yeah. it's. I usually like to play games mm. vanilla and then get mods. I would say no, just, just get the mod first, because that is how Obsidian wanted it. They had to cut so much to the point where the game doesn't really feel like it has an ending if you don't have the mod. It just sort of ends. <laughs> but... And the the restoration mod adds so much of what was clearly intended to be in the vanilla game. Yeah, uh, it it is just when you play it vanilla, the ending, such as it is and what there is of it, makes virtually no sense. And that's whether it's light side or dark side. You know, you you get the you know you do get that big climactic battle at the end, but after that it's like it's there's nothing. still action going on no there's still there's still bits and act, bits and pieces of action going on it's like what 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 is all this about <laughs> so, yeah um and yeah. this is also in like an obsidian thing you sort of get you know like the ending slides in a fallout game you kind of get that uh-huh. that was like the i guess the first time um, we'd see this in like a 3D RPG where like at the end um, you can ask the final boss uh, you get a slideshow it's not so much a slideshow as like the you're talking to the final boss who can see into the future and you just ask them okay what's going to happen to all these guys oh, yeah. um, and um, they tell you what happens to all your companions if you ask and I think that's a really good sequence I'm pretty sure that's only in the restoration mod um, which is what I mean about it just being utterly no. essential no, uh, 
the the uh, that final conversation uh, where uh, okay yeah un unnecessary spoiler tag uh, <laughs> Darth Treya slash Kreia uh, is seeing the future that that part was vanilla oh. uh, although I don't think she yeah I, I don't think she got quite everything I can't yeah I think I think there's some lines left out yeah but but she definitely hit uh, or or I could be mistaken she may have, it may have just been ones that you had a that you completed their particular quests with yeah know, that you got through you got all the way through their quest chains and you unlocked their special abilities and whatnot but even even the special abilities were were interesting they you were know, uh, yeah uh, get you know at and rand again you know he's running away you know he's doing the whole smuggler thing but you realize you know when, and then you find out oh hey i was a i was an assassin used by the sith against jedi you know i, you know, I, I i'm a, i'm literally a jedi killer and you have to you know and i learned this way to you know kind of shield my mind from being probed by the force it's like, I you know I play card games in my head, and that ultimately ends up being or leading to a a perk that you know helps you against force attacks, and it, I was like, wow, that that was a cool idea. They had so many just neat little touches throughout the game, and a lot of callbacks to the original game too. You know, they they called back to Knights of the Old Republic. You meet some of the characters that you saw before. And I really, really would have liked more, I, I guess, a better integration. Uh, you know, having those call-outs was cool, but the way that the story got so utterly screwed up in the production process, I think they could have done more with it. Yeah, they, they very clearly wanted to. Um, and I think this like shook their nerves a bit when it came to, um, like... Uh, making video games even if um you look at their most recent uh game the outer worlds that's that's not the most recent is it they did another uh, no, it is uh ground grounded. they did yeah okay their most recent 3d rpg <laughs> um they still uh -huh. reference things that they felt uncomfortable doing because they got absolutely like fucked up in kotor 2 for example uh, a lot of people wanted romances in the outer worlds they didn't do them because they tried to sort of do them in KOTOR 2, I think they did them quite well. They're not like Bioware romances where there's a very clear beginning and end to it, but there's some like romantic elements of some of the characters, and I think they did them really well. But I think yeah. the fact that they didn't get to see them come to fruition as much as they wanted to, uh, they said they have said in an interview before that that is why they didn't do it in the Outer Worlds. They just didn't feel like they could do it justice which is such a shame <laughs> i want an alternate universe where kotor 2 or enough time spent on it but yeah yeah maybe who knows maybe in my fantasy world in my head they'll get the sequel um but yeah kotor games incredibly influential um showed that you can tell unique star wars stories through video games rather than them just sort of rehashing movie stories um kotor 3 was meant to happen after this but got cancelled due to lucas arts lucas art lucas arts cuts that's a hard thing to say fast leaving the series on a major cliffhanger from then on 
Um, the company pursues much safer bets than big RPGs, such as the much-loved Battlefront series um, and the Force Unleashed games, which were a little bit more ambitious, but still, you know, quite safe in terms of what people wanted from games at the time. Um, did any of you play Force Unleashed out of interest? I seem to remember enjoying it, but no one really talks about it. Uh, I I played it, and it I had a problem with it. Uh, mainly, you know, mainly the same problem a lot of people had with it. Uh, the controls were just god awful, and the story was well. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this, you know, and, and this was on uh, this was on console. This was on I was playing on the three sixties. I remember, and it was, you know, the controls were just unresponsive. They were clumsy, and however good the storyline might have been doing anything more complicated than you know hacking down stormtroopers or pushing them off the ledge was you know it was frustrating and you know you don't feel like a badass you feel like you're forced gumping your way through the star wars universe it's like, yeah uh, no i know what you mean it's sort of just a star wars themed uh, average game I, I enjoyed it enough as a kid but it wasn't really pushing you know the limits of a star wars game too much no no it wasn't and that nicely brings us up to the dreaded reign of ea with LucasArts shutting down star wars now owned by disney gave exclusive game rights to ea just in time for the new movies with seven for ten years <laughs> and in those ten years they produced four entire games two of which people kind of liked um i don't think it's even worth really discussing any of them apart from fallen order um <laughs> it... yeah i think um i mean i guess one thing to say like as far as um as far as the Battlefront games go like i mean like B Battlefront 2 i think is one of those where to a much less degree than the No Man's Sky in both directions, like, came out, people hated it, and then they worked really hard and added a bunch of stuff to it, and now it's a game people like. And, like, that's cool. And, I, I mean, I don't know. O outside of the fact that that's cool that they did actually double down and work on it to make it good rather than, like, ditching it, uh, like some Bioware's I know. <laughs> the, um, yeah, like, I think it was a really, I think that's a cool story. But, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure most people say, like, Jedi Fallen Order has kind of been the only, like, Good, good yeah. game out of this. I've I've heard I've heard Squadrons is good. Uh, I haven't had an opportunity to play it yet, but I yeah. But it's it's on my to do list. I hear that it's actually great in VR though. Like that's really where it shines. Uh, um, which I can imagine for sure. Fallen yeah, Order cool. surprised yeah, me a lot, especially with how disappointing EA have been in the ten years <laughs> they've had that license <laughs> for. Um, it it had like such a good storyline. The gameplay was great. It was very glitchy, but uh, it's EA. Um, and <laughs> it, it uh, yeah. Well, it's it, it's remedy. Yeah. It, you know. it, and it was very similar to Dark Souls, yeah. and I'm a massive Dark Souls fan. So, yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't played Fallen Order yet. It's been sitting there waiting for me to play it for ages. And I just love how low EA managed to set the bar because I can remember seeing the trailer and being like, oh my god, it's single player. Oh my god, it has a story. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Wait, that, does that guy have a lightsaber? <laughs> oh, shit. 
they set they did set the bar low, but at the same time they still kind of knocked the bar off when they when they made their jump. Uh, they, they, it was not a it was not a clean jump. The bar was on the floor <laughs> at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they still screwed it yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, but we're but we're free. It's free. It is, and actually, yeah. I mean, uh, that's free. the thing. <laughs> now that other people can make Star Wars games, what do you guys want to see from Star Wars? Another, you know, Kotor, another Fallen Order, something else entirely. What are you guys looking God. forward to? No, not, not another fallen order. No, uh, uh, I think that was a very. I'm, I, am, I can almost guarantee you that's exactly what respawn. Yeah, is they, right now. Is yeah, fallen, fallen orders order. in the works apparently. Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense. It was really successful critically and commercially, and you know Star Wars fans will just like eat shit off the floor if you put R two D two face on it. So <laughs> people are gonna buy this. We'll, we'll complain about it. We'll say it's shit. We'll abuse the people who gave oh, us yeah. the shit, but we'll we'll still eat it. I mean. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I, as far as Star Wars games go, there needs to be, I think, a sense of high adventure to it. You know, it it can't just be cool spaceships and and lightsabers. There has to be a spirit of adventure in it. It's like we are going out, we are doing incredible things. It's like we are, we may be. You know, we're going. You know, we're we're choosing to go out here, and we're also being pulled by forces of destiny to fulfill an unknown future. And it's and finding from a, that you know, finding a story that can pull off both of those. That's what I would like to see. I would love to see a game that does a co-tour where. It just starts from the beginning, like we start in a time which we haven't explored yet. There's no characters from the films or from the other games, and it's just like completely fresh. Yes, absolutely yeah. agree. I mean, that's sort of what turned me off Fallen Order a little bit, and why I haven't been in a, like a massive rush to play it because it's close to a time period we already know. Yeah, you know, I I really want them to go either really far back or really far forward and just explore that. Isn't uh, Forrest Whitaker in the? Yeah, car he's in it brief, briefly. Point? Yeah, and there's also yeah, another is, character um, that's in it, but I won't tell you which one because it is a surprise at the end. No, it's not. It it got spoiled. <laughs> yeah, it, got, it got spoiled during a Thanksgiving. I, yeah, it got it got spoiled in a trailer. No, no, but... go ahead, no, just go just go ahead and tell me. I don't care. Yes, Darth Vader shows up. Yeah, hey. I figured it'd be Darth Vader. <laughs> of course, it. How could you possibly make a Star Wars without him? Yeah, he, he doesn't even show up right until the very end. Towards the end. It's after you've defeated the final boss. Yeah, yeah. And he's badly misused. <laughs> he is. So... I thought he was really well handled, actually. I. That feels like I... the best so... way to put him in a video game, to be honest. I, yeah. By the way, I just did some checking, and uh, that—that's so disappointing. They didn't get James Earl Jones back. No. Did they not? I mean, he's—he's he's about. <laughs> but yeah, but he did—he 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 did Rogue One. Yeah. So he's like clearly still interested in doing. 
That's strange that they couldn't get him for to do what I, I guess is a cameo. He hates video really. games. The only explanation. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a, a thread right now. The man's 88. Let him sleep. It's <laughs> a, a good point. Um, but yeah, that is our very, you know, not very extensive history of Star Wars video games. Well, extensive for one period in particular because I said so. Um, but overall, in all the Star Wars games, are there enough ghosts? Yeah. There are a lot of Force ghosts, right? Yeah. I can't remember any Force ghosts. Yeah, we, have we, have uh, we explored in... Force... There were there were a oh, lot of them. In that, well, there's my yeah. there's my idea for a for a Star Wars game. Uh, just give me a fucking Luigi's Mansion. For Star Wars, <laughs> lots of Force ghosts. I got to suck up into a it's vacuum. All, it's all the. F <laughs> it's just all the Force ghosts that George Lucas wanted to add in the special editions to the films, but like the ones that producers managed to stop. So you just have an entire mm. mansion full of them. I, I'm I'm up for that. So yeah, more ghosts. George okay. Lucas, un unleash your right. special editions and give us more Force Ghosts. So, so yeah, before we get to the end, time for games. Um, we're going to do another predictive text one, because I think those are fun. Um, and now that the the Star Wars license is free, we are going to hit it up and make our own Star Wars game. So, we need to come up with a plot for it. Um, so, has everyone got their phones ready? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so just open like notes or something. Um, and yeah, I'm going to give you a sentence and you just have to put in, you know, whatever the predictive thing says. Uh, what, how do I open? Okay, here we go. Um, so I'll get us started and mine's going to be... Oh God, I, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I'm trying to open like both on my phone at the same time, like the script. And okay, so mine is the war continues. So this is like the scrolling text thing at the beginning. Um, I put... Yeah. The the war continues between something and something. The war continues between the and <laughs> Okay. Mine is the war continues between the people and the government. Okay. Well that's yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. It is. Hold on. I'll, I'll put these <laughs> Okay, uh, Nirav, you go next. Um, all right, sure. All hope is lost. Oh, all hope, yeah. all hope was lost after the defeat of. Of. Um. Okay. <laughs> I, I I feel like this may not have gone in the right direction syntax-wise. All hope was lost after the defeat of the year edition. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we get. This is what we get for being gamers. You've ruined the predictive yeah, text yeah. game. <laughs> I've ruined my algorithm. <laughs> okay, Jess, you go next. Um, however, on on <laughs> however on a distant planet, a hero is. However, on a distant planet, a hero is unavailable. <laughs> oh. oh no! Okay, so a very hopeful start. Yeah. 
okay and now axel uh, to, to finish it off and <laughs> hopefully make it a bit more optimistic with just days to spare they will have two Uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> this, is, this is going to be, this, <laughs> this is either going to be very meta or this is oh, no. going to make no sense at all. With just days to spare, they will have to think. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the best way to uh, end. Just to... To sort of tap this off, I've a cap this off. I've actually taken the liberty of coming up with the title with my predictive text here. Uh, so, uh, say he hello to everybody to uh, Star Wars colon the same thing. <laughs> same God. thing. Okay. Oh. All right. So, uh, so quick recap here. Uh, yeah, the war continues between the people and the government. All hope was lost after the defeat of the year edition. However, on a distant planet, a hero is not available. With just days to spare, they will have to think. So, well, see, so the people and the government are fighting. Um, a year of the game of the year editions have been banned, and that's why they're fighting the government. Um, <laughs> Finally. <laughs> no heroes are involved in this story. Um, and everyone's just going to have to have a big, long think about this. We've told a banging story, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm... No, oh, no, no heroes? Oh, we're going to have to think about this one. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch this to Disney right away. Game Lost is going to get a slice of the Star Wars pie, and it's going to be great. God. Oh god. Okay, you know what? I think I've ex I've exhausted my hosting powers. So, Nerav, do you want to take us out with your usual oh, deference oh, to Todd Howard? Okay. Yeah. Um actually no, we're going to thank George Lucas for this Aww. one. Um yeah, cuz he did, I mean, as much as people shit on him, he did a, he did some Star Wars <laughs> at the beginning there. That was his. Um and honestly, I feel like I feel like JK Rowling's decline into Anger and insanity has made me more appreciative of George <laughs> Lucas in retrospect. Yeah, so, um, yeah, because yeah, he, he, it looks like I was like, oh, he could have done a lot worse. <laughs> I guess. At least he's just, you know, sitting on the sidelines saying mm, Disney should have made Ray an android. Uh, that would have yeah, been better. Like, <laughs> if, if his worst if his worst transgression is being an incompetent director, like I, I'll, I'll love yeah. him for it. He's a lovable idiot um, at the end of the day. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so um, you can find us at GameLuster.com, uh, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at GameBustersPod. We do cool tweets there, and you can find them there and access, like, retweet. Uh, I guess that's really all the things you can do. Um, so, yeah, you can find us also on YouTube.com slash GameLuster. Give us a subscribe there. Check out our cool videos. We have lots of them. Uh, we, we usually have, like, you know, uh, one to two videos every week uh, coming out. High-quality stuff. No, uh, no, we're, 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 um, we're, we're not, uh, we're not crunching here. We're taking our time on these high quality boys, <laughs> putting them out there. Um, also we're, we're on Wikipedia now. So we are, we are, there. we're on, okay. So Game Luster <laughs> is cited on, I think five different, um, 
Wikipedia entries, um, including Nira's video on the cyberpunk genre, which didn't you say that you've researched the Wikipedia page? Which I I used I used the Wikipedia page to get all the information in the video, <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I don't really know what to make of it. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, you can please give us a, a rating or a review if your podcast store so allows for that kind of a thing, like Apple. Um, and you know, say, Hey, these guys are pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, does anyone have any, uh, uh, plugs for what you're working on right now? Ree, what are you doing? God, what am I doing? Um, I'm vibing really. I'm working on a fun, working on a fun opinion piece about fallout the frontier, which it happened. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about that, but yeah, I don't think anyone does. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Um, uh, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Bad. bad. That was bad. It, it was. That the, the things that are in yeah. there and and that they did. <laughs> Overall bad um, experience. <laughs> yeah, Jess. I'm working on my Hitman Free review at the moment, so that should be up on the YouTube channel soon. Can we get some spoilers? Is this a like it, love it, or gotta have it? I like it, but it's not as good as the first two games. Aww. It's stealth, though, so I still like it. Okay. Uh, Axel, how about you? Uh, well, I'm trying to uh, work on a on a uh, review for a tabletop game. Uh, we, oh, okay. we do occasionally, very occasionally, do that sort of thing. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, people together to do a review for Cyberpunk Red, which will hopefully be far less buggy and less gli- <laughs> less glitchy than cyberpunk 2077 was yeah uh, god i hope so <laughs> but uh i do you know i would also like to be uh putting you know putting those sessions out as kind of a radio play for our listeners if they're interested oh yeah uh, so yeah. If, if you do if you do like the idea let me know if you don't also let me know <laughs> and we'll, right. we'll, we'll um, ban tabletop am... games if you do not like it <laughs> Yeah, just say the word. Uh, we have. Uh, oh, I am. I am beginning work on my my magnum opus, and I know I say this maybe every other week, but <laughs> I am. Th- this th- this is of course my masterpiece. Um, I am working on a video, a deep dive, which I don't know how long it's going to become. Honestly, on how the uh, the game uh, Shadow the Hedgehog two thousand four has redefined writing and characters oh my god and the the fact that it like the avant-garde masterpiece like has transcended the idea of personality <laughs> of goals of motivation of writing even like it, it has none of those things but yet all of them like shadow shadow i'm getting ahead of myself here but shadow has dozens of different motivations that conflict with each other at the same time and he acts on them all at the same time <laughs> And it is it is absolutely astounding to me that the, in this 326 endings we've talked about, um, and like you know, on one hand, on one side of you, you have uh, a genocidal alien from space saying that Shadow, you need to take down the U.S. government and assassinate the president, and then on your other shoulder is Knuckles saying we've got to find the Chaos Emeralds, and it's like that the whole time, like, and you could you can you can kill a soldier. And then go and kill an alien like seconds after, and then Shadow's like, "I'm, I, I am ambivalent towards good and evil. <laughs> I don't even trust myself." And 
I, I just can't, I'm still trying to wrap my head around like the, frankly, like I, I think, I think Sonic team reached enlightenment with this game. Um, <laughs> it's, he's so complex because it's almost like, it's so strange because, you know, it's like that circle. It's the Ouroboros almost of shadow has so much character that you could also say he has none. <laughs> George R. R. Martin could never. <laughs> he would never, never understand. I don't think any um, mere mortal could could really understand. No, no. Um, yeah, but anyway, look forward to that. That'll be coming out sometime in February. Um, yeah, oh, and check out the Steam Backlog Diaries, episode one. It's out on Game Luster uh, on our YouTube channel, um, where I went back, I started going through my, my backlog of Steam games and exploring them and seeing if they were worth playing or not and uh found some good ones found some bad ones in there so check it out uh, i'll be continuing that every month this year at the end of the month and kind of summarizing what i'm doing so yeah all right um let's see i think that's it so let's uh let's close out uh oh and if by the way if anyone has an idea for a game they want us to talk about like throw it to us on on twitter gamebusters pod we'll, we'll be happy to to jump into one of those and see what's up um so yeah, uh, I think uh, last word for the uh, the winner. I think that was Jess, right? You brought Cicero. Yeah, if you could sort of say uh, some sort of incantation um, or like catchphrase to break us out of the Star Wars hell that EA has kept us in for ten years, <laughs> and kind of close us out. Don't have Cicero as a companion. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, that. You're... Solid way to end it off, I think. Yeah. Yeah, really memorable. <laughs> Mother is in the back of the wagon. <laughs>